So here's today's transformational truth. Leaders don't count losses, they count lessons. Welcome to the Transformational Truth Podcast, where we're committed to eliminating the obstacles that take the joy out of life and leadership. Today's interview is with Mr. Frank Murphy. After a successful collegiate football career, Frank was drafted by the Chicago Bears in 2000. Throughout his NFL career, he suited up as a running back, wide receiver, and return specialist for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Miami Dolphins, and Houston Texans. Frank's successful professional football career equipped him to become a life coach to many professional athletes today. And throughout his career, Murphy has held numerous football camps and workshops for at-risk youth. Frank is a leader's leader with an incredible perspective. You're going to be encouraged and challenged by this interview. So let's go ahead and get started. Frank, welcome to Transformational Truths. We're really honored to have you on. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, we're excited that you're here. So here's today's transformational truth. Leaders don't count losses, they count lessons. And we're talking about the importance of a leader's mindset. Our lives tend to move in the direction of our strongest thoughts. And so mindset is key. In the arena of leadership, it's easy to fall into the trap of always focusing on our losses, but over the long run, this usually only facilitates a fear of failure. The most impactful leaders understand that failing does not make you a failure. On the contrary, it only proves that you're learning something new, because in every loss, something new can be learned. Now, Frank, as both an athlete and now as a life coach to professional athletes, you've cultivated a keen perspective to navigating losses, and the importance of a winning mindset. Can you just take a minute and share with our audience what is at stake when we adopt the wrong mindset and focus on losses rather than on lessons? Um, I think a lot of times it, if we don't have control of our emotional state, hmm. our emotional leads us to speculations, opinions, and really giving us a false dream of what's reality until hmm. we actually, you know, those examples of, I thought it was this till I actually talked to the person and realized, oh, it wasn't even about that. Right. It's a lot of times that we do that. We think too highly of ourselves. Hmm. We think we know a lot when we really don't. We think we know a person when we really don't. I think when you humble yourself as an individual and realize that if I humble myself, it brings me to a level of saying I am smart when I ask questions. I'm smart when I find out the whole thing, not half of it. And it's that that's one of the foundational things I think that has to take place to put you in a good position to be successful in, um, you know, bouncing back from failure, bouncing back from mistakes. You have to get control of your emotions um, and put those things in proper order. Mm. Uh, that's excellent. I want to highlight something Frank has said. He's coming out of the gate swinging. Um, I am smart when I ask questions. That reframing moment of redefining what it means uh, to be smart, to be wise, 
because right. I th- because I think, especially in the context of life and leadership, business leadership, entrepreneurial leadership, or ministry leadership, there is this a fallacy around this concept of of being perceived as smart rather than actually being smart. Uh, not asking the questions versus asking the questions. And you identified something that's vital, and that is emotional intelligence. I know, Frank, there's a lot of conversation around emotional intelligence right now, rightfully so. Uh, let's talk about it just for a second. Let's lean into that. How important is emotional intelligence? Um, I was talking to somebody yesterday about this common sense, for example. Common sense is not always common. This, this, this capacity to be self-aware, this capacity to know how to navigate your own emotions, not let your emotions sit in the driver's seat of your life. Uh, How important is it for us as leaders, regardless of where you're coming from or what you're doing, to cultivate healthy emotional intelligence? You know, emotional intelligence is is prioritized. And, And what I mean by that, we say common sense. It's common sense. I know it's certain things that I would talk to people about, and I'm like, that's common sense. But common sense is not common sense to everybody. Common sense is what you understand, not even what you know. That's good. Because what you know, if you don't understand it, it's still not common sense to you. It's not registering. That's good. So you know what? Common sense is what you're willing to expect, which means do your due diligence. Because if you tell me something and I stop right there and say, oh, I know that. And, and now I go around with that, that only that one thought of what you said. I know that and that's what it is. But common sense is what you're willing to investigate, mm. uh, what you're willing to check up on, what you're willing to make sure that that's reality. Mm. And that's one of the things that I, you know, even tell players like it's, it comes a time because people haven't been through what you've been through. People haven't right. seen what you've seen. They only on the outside looking in. And it's your job to know how to communicate to them on where you at. Other Mm. than that, they're going to be guessing. So many times I meet people and they look at me like a job, like, oh, you play the NFL. But then when they get to know me, they're like, whoa, I don't know if this guy's really a doc because he he got so much stuff going on. He's an author. He's a speaker. It's your job. Not theirs. It's right. your job to put the perception of who you are out there and stand behind it with facts, truth, character, and integrity. Mm. Facts, truth, character, and integrity. There is some ingredients for success. Uh, again, I want to highlight something, Frank, that you just said. You said common sense is simply what you understand. And the importance to help other people understand who you are, where you're coming from, what you do, your gifts, your purpose, uh, your passion taking the responsibility on ourselves to do that. Now, there is sometimes, Frank, though, there is, um, we have a lot of faith listeners. We've got a lot of people who are in the church or ministry leaders or people, leaders that are leading from places of faith. And I think sometimes we get this faulty idea about this because, Frank, you're telling us that it's a good idea to, you know, we've got to make sure we put our the proper perception of ourselves out there. But sometimes that's hard for us to do. I, I think there is a prevailing sense of, if I can use the term, false humility, like, I don't want to put myself out there too much because I don't want people to think, you know, the wrong thing about me or that I'm being arrogant or that I'm being prideful. I want to be careful about what I put put out there about me. Um, I feel like, you know, this self-promotion thing can get a little, you know, out of hand. 
How would you respond right. to somebody? Because sometimes I think this faulty concept, this faulty idea, and I think we both understand the, the, the dangers. You've already touched on the dangers of, without saying it, you said it, of being you know, arrogant or prideful. Uh, but I think there's, there's on the other end of that conversation, something equally dangerous. There is this false sense of humility, this unwillingness to acknowledge the gifts, the calling, the purpose that's really on the inside of us. What would you say to somebody who's like, yeah, I don't know, though. I, you know, I don't want to put myself out there too much. That was me. That's you. And, and I'm, I'm breaking down those walls now where the false um, humbleness and humility, like, listen, I don't have to take these pictures and show people what I'm doing. I don't have to. And, mm. and, and God has spoke to me and just say, hey. Only seek to please me. Mm. If you please me, you're not going to please everybody. And you have to be able to swallow that pill. You can no longer let social media comments, likes, um, opinions of other affect how you live your life. Yeah. The person that lived his life to please the right person wins. Mm. Think about it. If I seek to please my likes, my life is going to be totally messed up in six months. Yeah. If I seek to please somebody who's not a good role model, my life is going to be messed up. If yeah. I seek to please my mom, my life is going to mess up because my mom is not in the same culture and society that she grew up in. Right. But if I if I submit myself and say I'm seeking to please God, and I want to go even a step farther, because we all can yell God, God. Mm. You know, God already done what He's going to do. Even Jesus have done what He is going to do. I'm seeking to please the Holy Spirit. That that voice on the inside of me that says, "Stop, go. That's not right. That's right. Character. Don't say that. Don't do this." Mm. The man and the woman that can pause and question their actions and live with the results of those actions are the man and the woman that walks to the top. Mm. And the reason why I say that, because if I tell, I tell players, you think about the consequences three times. And if you still carry out that action, the consequence could be good or bad. And you carry out those actions. You have prepared yourself either to make that mistake mm. and you knew knowingly or you prepared yourself to make a better decision before you reap those consequences. Mm. It's called talk to yourself. See, I call it the mirror drill. The mirror is not just to reflect what you see, it's to correct what you see as well. Oh, that's good. It's time for us as individuals to learn about us, which means get in the mirror because the mirror, you can see yourself, your reflection, your actions, your movement. You can hear yourself. And I never forget when the NFL scout said, I don't think we can draft you, Frank, because your record, you know, my record of what I did in the past. I was incarcerated, made a lot of bad decisions, hang around the wrong crowd, bad role models. And I changed my life, but that still followed me. That residue followed me. Mm -hmm. And when he told me that, I didn't have nobody to build me up at the time. And we got to understand as individuals, you have to have a system ready in place to build yourself up when attacks come. So I got in that mirror and I say, I will get drafted. I work too hard. I will not quit. I will not be defeated. I will do what it takes. And I had to build myself back up. That's and so that's some of the activities that we have to apply to our lives um, when we're trying to be successful in anything out here. That's so good. That's so good. Frank, I've discovered that oftentimes the number one fear that does hold people back in life and leadership is the fear of failure. It, it often paralyzes its victims. I mean, you can know what needs to be done, but a fear of failing can keep you from doing it. 
why can the fear of failure feel so intimidating? Because failure has been taught that it's going to knock you out. Mm-hmm. But failure is just a punch, one punch that you can take. But we've been convinced, like, think about it. Let's use the natural. Mike Tyson, everybody know if you get in the ring with Mike Tyson, the first thing come to your mind, I'm going to get knocked out. Right. That Because that's what he does. Professional right. boxers got in the ring with him. They was falling before he even got a good lick on them. Right. If that's your perception about failure, you already lost. Hmm. Because you already planted in your mind that that failure going to knock me out. But no, that failure is just a punch that you can take. Hmm. And because you can take it, it's going to make you better. You, you hmm. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Failure is a punch you can take, not a knockout. Ah, that's excellent. Frank Murphy is with us today. He's helping us to reframe our thinking today. And he's just gave us some gold and some practical tips to reframing failure. Um, I've discovered, Frank, that failure, honestly, the fear of failure is is nine times out of 10 a liar. And it's not until I experienced it that I discovered that it was lying to me the whole time. Today's transformational truth is leaders don't count losses, they count lessons. And the idea is that if we adopt the wrong mindset, a fixed mindset or a scarcity mindset, rather than an abundance mindset, we'll often view failure as final and miss the priceless lessons along the way, uh, Frank, I've had the I've actually had the privilege, um, the honor of pastoring some professional athletes. I pastored for ten years in a college town, and and a lot of those college athletes um, that I pastored went on to play uh, professional, either basketball or football, mm-hmm. uh, as well as coaches and um, and staff. And a lot of people don't understand that there is a tremendous amount of pressure when you're in the league there's a tremendous amount of there are things that people have no idea when they're watching on sunday afternoon or saturday afternoon the oftentimes the family pressure oftentimes the media pressure oftentimes the uh, the pressure just from from the coaching staff there are things that athletes are facing that other people unless you've had the privilege to see behind the scenes what they're facing they don't really understand would you take just take a minute and talk about the the role that pressure played in your own development and your own process? How did you navigate it? How did you cope with some of that pressure? Uh, and what role did it play in you becoming who you are today? Uh, you know, listen, pressure. I mean, we heard the saying, pressure is going to either make you a bust the pipe. Mm-hmm. And, and, but I'm, I'm going to say this. Pressure is, it, it is, is, is a product of what you learn, a product of your expectation. Mm. Let me explain. You only put that pressure on yourself because what you learn. So I learned when you go to the NFL, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got this, you got that, you got to got the women, you got the money, you got the clothes, you got to have this type of car, you got to dress this way, you got to have jewelry. So all this stuff has been learned. So it's learned pressure. Mm. So you you learning. And I'm sorry, I'm doing a little jotting down. So if it's learned pressure, that's more impactful on your life than the regular pressure that comes with being successful. Because you've been successful all your life. That's why you made it to Mm. the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball. So you can handle that pressure. But what the pressure you can't handle is learned pressure. 
mm. that's been on you expectations and it's false expectations that you can never fulfill. Because if you can't fulfill it as an athlete, it's going to bother you. It, it, that's what's going to kill you inside. You can handle the other pressure of being good if you get an opportunity, being faster than that man, win, win on the go route, win on tackling, win on hitting the baseball. That pressure you've been dealing with all your life. It's that learned pressure before you even get there. Wow. By society, by other people that takes you out. And wow. when I see a lot of players kill themselves and you get down to the root of the problem, unless it's got something to do with TC, you know, those things that's going on in your mind. Yep. It's that learned pressure because they never learned how to live life without the applause because they was told all their life they need the applause. Yeah. And when that stopped, they don't know how to function. Mm. You got to know how to function without the applause. You know, if you don't, you're going to be searching for applause from something else. And if you get applause from, from acting a certain way, you're going to do it. If you get applause from drinking with the friends, you're going to do it. If you get applause from doing, making bad decisions and you get those applause, you're going to do it. Mm. Um, you know, don't let nobody live a fantasy through you. Right. See, fan is short for fantasy. Mm. When I was standing back on that kickoff return, waiting on the kickoff or lined up at the receiver position, they was clapping, cheering when I scored. It was going crazy. But the minute I got hurt or somebody took my place, they did the same thing. Because all they was doing was living a fantasy through me of being on that field and not understanding what it takes to get there. And if you let fans live a fantasy through you, trust me, it's going to be a long road. For you, if that's uh, what you, if that's what you accept. Excellent, man. That's great. That's great wisdom. Great advice. I remember Frank reading, this was many years ago now, but I remember reading uh, Deion Sanders' autobiography, and uh, he talked about this at great length. Um, of course, him coming to faith and the impact that made on his life. But he said he remembered having this revelation moment. Uh, of course, he was at that time known as as Neon Dion. And, and he said, I realized that people loved Neon, but never knew Dion. And he was living for the applause. He was living for Neon. He was putting that persona out there and living that. But deep down inside, it was killing him. It was crushing him. It was, uh, it was taking a huge toll in his life. And I think you just dropped some incredible wisdom. Um, goodness sakes. Frank, what would you say to the person who says, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying, Frank, but, but for me, that's it. I failed. I mean, I failed and I, I feel like my life is over and um, I would love to pick up the pieces, but uh, I feel like it's too late for me. I feel like I've messed up too much or, uh, I've fallen too far and, um, I don't, I don't have anything left in the tank. What would you say to that person today who feels like it's over? Let me say this. The reason why you keep failing, cause you're not living for the purpose. You're living for the fans. Mm. And when you live for the for the purpose, you got a clean piece of paper to start over because it's been waiting on you. Mm. If you're living for the fan, you already don't messed up so many times because you can't win living for somebody else that don't know you. That's why I wrote a book called Man Behind the Helmet, because mm. they know the logo on the helmet, mm. the color of the helmet, but they don't know Frank Murphy. They don't know what I went through. They don't know the hard struggles, the good decisions, the sacrifice I had to make. So if they don't know that, guess what? 
They're going to treat you how they think, mm. what they've been taught. So you sometimes you're putting yourself in a bad position because you're deciding to live for a fan instead of live for a purpose. Now, here's the catch. If you don't know your purpose, you're going to keep going back to living for the fan. Mm. You have to know your purpose. Because if you let your purpose go to the graveyard, you just cheated the next generation and cheated yourself. That's so good. And my my words to you is that only you can put definition behind your name. Your parents, your coaches, your friends can help you out, your teachers, but they can't do it for you. Mm. At some point, you're going to have to get up off the couch. You're going to have to get up from around all the mud. And you can't be that pig that gets up and clean yourself off for 24 hours, but come right back to the mud because that's what you're used to. That's good. I'm telling you, it's a new day. You have a new fresh sheet of paper and you have a new perspective that you're going to live for your purpose, find your purpose, identify your purpose, connect to your purpose and maximize your purpose and stop living for the fans. That's so and sometimes good. you could be a fan of your own stuff mm. <laughs> and your stuff is not right. So good. Wow. Wow. Great perspective. Frank, give us one tip to discovering your purpose. Huh. Discovering your purpose. Uh, it's been said hundreds of times. Um, and I'll say it, then I'm going to say something else. It, it, it says that if you can do something without getting paid, um, and you still can wake up and do it, because I played football from the age 11 to 21 without getting paid. Right. And that means that, man, I loved it. That means I had a passion and love for it. Make sure you're not chasing your passion, but you're chasing your purpose. Hmm. Your passion is meant because a lot of people are passionate about playing in the NFL, but they not good. They can't right. play. Right. But they're passionate. So don't let passion take you down the wrong road and waste your time from finding your purpose. Hmm. Purpose is like this. Not knowing your purpose is like not knowing your name. Hmm. Today, I want you to identify your purpose so we can see the real you. No more copy machine. No more looking at videos, Instagram, social media outlets, whatever you look at and say, I'm going to try to be like them. We got to see the real you today. And when you get that piece of paper, I want you to write down all the stuff that you're willing to do without getting paid. Hmm. All the stuff. Yeah that lights a fire in you, you know, that you do. Write that down. And then I want you to look at that piece of paper and look at what you wrote down and start saying, do any of this stuff helps other people or do it just self-help me? That's, if that's it self-help you, I want you to exit off. That's not your purpose. And if it helps other people, I want you to circle it. Mm. And then I want you to take the ones you circle and say, you know what? Which one I can do without even thinking about? If somebody asks me to do right now, then I want you to put a star by it. Once you do that, I want you to put a plan together of how you're going to accomplish living in that purpose. Sorry, I don't have enough time to, to totally feed it to you. That's why I do life coaching. That's why I do all these things. But that's a start. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And what a great start. Frank, one last question today. Uh, for the listener right now, the person, the leader that's full of purpose, full of potential, but they're just discouraged. They're discouraged because they feel like they've 
wasting too much time or they're afraid to make the next move, how would you right now as a life coach, how would you coach that leader? I would tell you that time is not your time. Hmm. And if you get frustrated over time, you get frustrated about everything. And I'm telling you that I'm working on projects that I've been working on 10, 15 years. Hmm. And I can't get discouraged or get frustrated about time. Um, one thing that I'll tell you as a leader, a leader is the best servant. Oh, that's so good. If you're a true leader and you're not getting in this leadership game to dictate people and feel like you control people. Right. You know, if you get in it for that, for self-motivation, you miss the whole boat and you will destroy people's lives, including your own. Oh, that's so good. But if you're taking on a leadership role as a servant, I told all my friends around me, I called them uh, about three weeks, two weeks ago. And I said to them, I'm giving you every connection that I have to be all you can be. And I want you to be all you can be. And I want you to thank millionaire status and get there within the next 12 to 24 months. Any way I can help you, I would like to give it to you. So mm. I gave them people that wrote books that they can call. I gave them information and wisdom. I gave them connections on this, connections on that. And I said, now it's your choice. Man, a leader will serve. See, a leader know how to be on the sideline and clap on his opponent, his competition. Right. And to the coach, say, it's your time. Because what you did as a leader, you sat on the sideline and served till you got in the game. Hmm. Now, when you get in the game, ooh, because you serve, you know what moves to make, how to make them, what to do next. And when you get in the game, you'll be successful. Hmm. Um, get off the bench. Get on the sideline. Watch people around you. Serve people around you. Cheer other people on. So when they say get in the game, Frank, John, Mike, Susie, Mary, you're able to go full throttle, all out, fulfilling your purpose. Wow. Wow. I want to recap today's transformational truth. Leaders don't count losses. They count lessons. Frank, where can people find you? You can find me on my website, frankdmurphy.com. That's www.frankd is in door, frankdmurphy.com. And you go on that website, you can book me for life coaching, book me for speaking engagements. You can see what we got going on. You can see my why, why I'm doing what I'm doing from the passion and heart that, that God has blessed me with. And um, you can see my books and all the things that I'm doing. Um, so I would love for you to go to the website. You can check me out on social media, The Frank Murphy, T-H-E, Frank Murphy. Um, um, the Frank D. Murphy or Frank Murphy, you get to pull it right up on my Instagram, um, social media outlets. You know, just all I can, uh, man, I'm so encouraged. And I want to tell, this is something that's on my heart, man, to say, if you don't mind. Absolutely. A lot of people in relationships right now, man, and you really trying to find love, man. You really trying to find the right person. But I'm here to tell you the right person is always in you first. Mm. Don't look past you. Because if you look past you, you just miss the whole thing about relationships. If you want a great relationship, I ain't saying perfect relationship. Right. Remember, now, I said, if you want a great relationship, not a perfect, look at yourself first. 
the minute I looked at myself and corrected myself and I'm still doing that, be open for correction. Um, it's a relationship out there for you, a business mm. relationship, a partnership, a, a marriage. It's, it's out there for you. Mm. But if you don't take care of self and get your mind in the right place, remember, God's never going to bless you with somebody that messed their life up or vice versa. He's going to put the right people in place that's on the level that you own in those areas so y'all can work together. Mm. It's not going to be perfect, but it's going to be right. Yeah. Wow. Well, Frank Murphy has absolutely invested some gold in us today. And if you'd like to connect with Frank Murphy, please check out the links that I've included for you in the show notes. And if Transformational Truths is helpful to you, please do me a favor. Take a moment, go over to Apple iTunes, rate the show, write us a quick review. I want to help you restore the joy to your life and your leadership. Frank, thank you so much for making this investment in us today. Anytime, brother, anytime. It was a pleasure. Thank you.